Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program Today's Issues on American Family Radio. Thanks for listening to AFR. I'm Tim Wildman. Joining me in studio is Chris Woodward. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. And in uh, Kansas City, Kansas, is our good friend, Dr. Ray Pritchard. Good morning, Ray. Good morning, Tim. How are you doing today? Doing well. You and I haven't talked in a while here on the program. Uh, did you, have you already been to Oregon, or are you about to go? I've been. I, I've been. I was there last weekend for Thanksgiving, I did a Bible conference up there, and got back, I guess, late, late late sunday night like about 1 a.m monday morning something like that but you yeah, flew right time. yeah flew there yeah it's it way too way too far for yeah to drive yeah, for a, yeah. a four-day conference yeah well uh so but flying during thanksgiving day weekend right yeah you so, know when, when we flew out on wednesday everything was pretty uh-huh. sedated i guess uh-huh. it didn't feel very crowded but coming back on sunday man crowds everywhere i mean you know i guess it's the end of the holiday people trying to get back home yeah. so going was uh going was easy coming back it was uh we were you know you can lose your religion in a situation oh, yes. like that yeah uh, you know i can understand that uh the feeling of despair looking at <laughs> humanity around you acting as as they do well, um, yes, and and I and I'm still Tim. I'm not used to this mask thing. Wearing a mask while you right. fly that is that's fr- that's I, frustrating. I, I I can't get used to that. I understand very, now. Now was that Denver? Uh, was that KC to Denver? Denver to Oregon? Actually, or? out there was nonstop from Kansas City to Portland. All right. Really? And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then back it was All right. Uh, it was Kansas City. Oh, Kansas. No, it was Portland to Seattle, and then Seattle to Kansas City. Okay. Listen, I'm gonna let you in. My Alice and my wife, she she beats this mask plane thing. <laughs> let me tell you how. Yeah. Okay. What you do? Get you a drink, right? <laughs> get you a snack. Right there, you go. And you be the slowest eater and drinker <laughs> in the world. <laughs> Take the you whole. Can, you trip. can drag us ten minute snack out two hours. Yeah. Okay. Just one one peanut. At one a time. peanut at a. T- <laughs> at, that's it right there. You got it. So just. Or like she that. will get a uh, she will get a uh, coat or jacket, mm-hmm. right, right, and pull it above her head, and and <laughs> and then she thinks nobody knows she's there. You know, kind of like a kid. You know what right. I'm saying? She pulls uh, it up over. her Well, head. no, no flight attendant is going to come over there and pull your yeah no jacket because you because like you could be sleeping right. That's she, right. She's trying to sleep. So that's right. That's there are true. ways to. To get around yeah. this, to get yeah. around the uh, the, uh, you must continually wear a mask uh, uh, on the airplane. Which, let's be honest, it, that's kind of silly. Yes. Because if you can let the mask down at all, mm-hmm. right, for any reason, it defeats the purpose, the stated purpose of right. having right. the mask on in the first place. It's impossible to social distance on an airplane, right? I mean, you're cheek to jowl, so to speak. I know. I know. I'm gonna, no, I listen, if you're going to get on an airplane, you know, you know what you're getting into. You're that's getting right. into it's it's people everywhere. Like you said, you're 
by the way, you're six five. How do you do this, Ray? Where, I just kind of fold myself up, you know. But can, you can't sit in the middle. You, you, what do you have to sit? Up to, you, you request that first row behind first class? Or what? I try to get it. I never do. And so usually I put Marlene by the window and I sit in the middle if there's three I seats. I had no idea so. you were that tall. So oh, I yeah. just kind of get, I get squeezed, you know. Man. I can get in. I just can't get out. I need help to get out of the seat. <laughs> yeah. I'm 5'6 five, I'm on a good day with the right shoes. Oh, you're there perfect you for five. Yeah, I always, yeah, right. it, like when I was a teenager in high school, there yeah. was never a question. I was always the one in the middle whenever right. several of us piled in right. the vehicle. Right. right. I'm not in better. The middle. <laughs> uh, one, one size fits all for airline seats are not you good for people right. over 6'1", probably. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, all right. Uh, again, thanks, folks, for uh, for joining us. If you want to watch us on the Internet, go to Facebook or YouTube. Facebook or YouTube and type in Today's Issues, and you can watch the show there. Um, and uh, so check that out. We're going to be moving uh, probably early early part of the year. We're going to be promoting our own AFA streaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go to streaming.afa.net right now, streaming.afa.net. But what we're going to be able to do is do our own live stream on our own service so that we don't have to rely on YouTube or Facebook or anybody else uh, to who decide one day to cancel you or to censor you or to shut down you. We got That happened to us. You know, I've talked mm-hmm. about this. Vimeo did this a few weeks back. Vimeo is like YouTube for those who don't know. And then we said something they didn't like and they just t- deplatformed us off there. You know what I'm saying? So we're not going to, we're not going to be uh, <clears throat> vulnerable like that. We're, we're going to have our own and, and Ray and Chris, this is what especially Christians are going to have to do moving right. forward. Right. We're, we're going to have to have our own stuff, right? First Christians, second conservatives, our views are being attacked, which is okay. They're being debated. That's okay. They're being canceled. We're being shoved off platforms. That is not okay. Right. And Tim, I think we're going to see ministries and churches and parachurch organizations do exactly what AFR is doing, creating our own platforms where we cannot be censored. Yeah, exactly. And you saw, fellas, you saw that Jack Dorsey, the Twitter founder, he stepped down. Right. Right. Okay, well, the guy they replaced him with, he's a far left wacky, mm-hmm. wacky guy. You see this, Ray? I did. I did. You th- Yeah, he sounds to me like he's even further left than Jack Dorsey. He is, oh, he is. Wow. Jack, Jack Dorsey has always struck me as kind of a a guy. He, he, he's the guy who founded Twitter, uh, for those who don't know. Uh, he, I, maybe, maybe I'm... People disagree with what my interpretation. He always struck me as kind of a guy who reluctantly got into politics. Yeah, he really wasn't into mm-hmm. that. But you know, he has some maybe some woke friends who told him what he needed to do. So he'd he'd be reactionary on some things. He even apologized for uh, or said he he thought it was a mistake for Twitter to shut down the story about Hunter Biden. Remember that, right? The Hunter Biden story broke about two weeks prior to the election, or two or three weeks. And Twitter just suppressed it, they suppressed so it, it. it wouldn't it, even show up. As did Facebook. Right. This was the uh, laptop from hell. Remember that? Excuse <laughs> right. the English. Right. Uh, the story that the New York Post broke mm-hmm. a few few weeks prior to the election. 
presidential election. Well, Facebook and you and uh, Twitter went into full panic mode because they needed to protect their candidate, right. which was Biden, from damage because we sure didn't need him to lose to Trump. Right. So they they protected Biden by censoring or, or su- suppressing that story, and later on, uh, uh, Jack Dorsey did say that was a mistake on the part of of Twitter to do that. I, I at least give him credit for acknowledging that. Right. Anyway, he's stepped aside now. He's going to get into the crypto world and, and he's going to, uh, he, I'm sure he's got enough money to last many, many lifetimes and many, many generations of his family. Uh, so that's not an issue, but he's, uh, but he, he's getting away from Twitter, but the guy that's replacing him as CEO is a far lefty. And, uh, you can see by, by his own Twitter messages, mm-hmm. He's put out there. So I would suspect that you'll see, to our point here, Ray, I suspect you'll see even more discrimination, if that's what you want to call it, against Christians and conservatives. And probably we, we've dealt with the deplatforming and the censorship right. anyway. It's just going to become more blatant, more open, more obvious, and more deliberate. It's not going to get better on Twitter. It's going to get more difficult. What you got going on? Fellas here, I think you you got some 20-somethings, maybe some people in their 30s. This is my stereotype, I admit it. They, they're sitting, who work for these big social media companies, probably out in Silicon Valley. And they're all woke with capital W. Mm-hmm. And so anything that comes along that they disagree with, uh, they just shut it down. They censor it. They take it off. And especially as it, as it pertains to like, uh, you know, COVID or social justice issues. And they don't have to explain to you why they did what they did. They just say, uh, you violated our policy. Mm-hmm. Which you signed. You know, no one ever reads no. the rules. Well, they don't, they don't say what their policy is. They just say it's something to be some benign statement about, you know, our community guidelines. Uh, so the other day I mentioned this. With uh, Vimeo a few mm-hmm. weeks back, all we did, Ray and Chris, and the listening family out there, all we did, uh, Ed, and Walker, and me, or is it I? I have no idea. So I never know. I have to ask my twelve-year-old for grammar sometimes. Is it me? Yeah. Is it me, Ray? Me. Yeah. So you have to think about it. If you have to think about it, you could have moved on. Nobody, <laughs> and nobody stops like I did to True. question myself. But anyway. We did a video on the success of ivermectin in to treat COVID in India. It was a news story mm-hmm. that we right. found. Okay, all we did was uh, and the 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 video that we did was about three minutes, and all we said was <laughs> we said that the media in America, including big social media, was censoring are not covering this story about the success of the use of ivermectin to treat COVID in India. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't 30 minutes after we put that on Vimeo that they <laughs> shut it down. And uh, I think they removed everything. I mean, like we never even existed. Our previous, anyway, it was just, and you can't say, you, you, you asked Vimeo, you said, why did you do, it's pointless to ask him, why did you do this? Right. Uh, what did we do wrong here? Oh, we're talking. We're just talking about something in the mm-hmm. news. 
Well, it was what happened was Ray. Uh, we had an alg. They had an algorithm, right? Right. So the algorithm reads that this group, this video is talking about ivermectin. We're probably we're probably being triggered. We're probably triggering them right now by yeah. just saying that word. Sure. Huh? The <laughs> I word. The I word. You know. Alarms what are going off somewhere. That's right. They're right. So they right. they, you know, these. I'm just going. Come on, I mean, I, they, I, I agree that these companies, uh, to an extent, have the right to regulate their own platforms. I mean, they mm-hmm. do. They're their own companies. They don't want you on there. They don't have to be. But don't act. Don't. Um, they say that they're they're not censoring. You know what I'm saying? When they're choosing a particular viewpoint to censor mm-hmm. and shut down, that is a conservative viewpoint. You don't ever right. see liberals complaining about Twitter shut us down. You know, yeah, Twitter's never going to shut down a liberal. They're just no, not. No, it's all one way. Right. So anyway, uh, uh, be careful about the I word. You know, one time himself, uh, <laughs> Jack Dorsey kind of got canceled or shunned by the left because this is going back a couple of years. It might have been pre-COVID, um, which seems like 100 years ago. But Dorsey had made some kind of statement that was kind of praising Chick-fil-A for the ease of uh, access and whatnot to be able to right. use their app oh, order and that. whatever yeah. else. Yeah, and he did it in June, which is what people call uh, LGBTQ Pride Month, and he got roasted for that because they were saying he was basically showing favoritism for Chick-fil-A uh, and shunning you know the LGBTQ yeah. lifestyle by praising them for their app. Yeah. All right, uh, you're listening to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. If you want to send us an email, go to comments at AFR.net, comments at AFR.net. I guess the long and long of that story I just shared was the fact that we are creating our own streaming service, have created our and own streaming great. service. And in January, February, we're going to be able to live stream this show and all our shows here that we do on American Family Radio. We won't have to reference you outside to some other big social media and I will say this for Facebook and YouTube, to their credit, I don't think they've ever, have they ever, I don't think they've ever stopped us here. Well, uh, I hope they, Fa- Facebook has a couple times on other things on mm-hmm. AFR, but I don't think YouTube has it all. Uh, but you know, that's, that, that could change. I, yeah. I probably just heard me say that word. <laughs> right. Going. Well, oh. I was going to say, I just found the link. Steve Jordahl did a story back in September on the case that you brought up with, the case that you brought up there with Vimeo and our use and of the I, the I word. word. Yeah. And I posted it in the Facebook comments of our show here on the Facebook yeah. feed. Uh, so if we get flagged later today, it was not my fault. You're all, all right. witnesses. All right. All right, Chris. Big, big uh, hearing at the Supreme Court yesterday yes. involving the, uh, the Mississippi... Uh, abortion law, right? Right, yeah, definitely uh, the biggest case on abortion uh, in 30 years, maybe the biggest one since uh, Roe v. Wade, going back to, 50 to, years. to make its way to the Supreme mm-hmm. Court? Yes. Okay. Uh, long, and, long, and story, long story short. That, that'll be long and short of it. Thank uh, you. Uh, you and I, we're going to get it one day. Yeah. All right, uh, yeah, so Mississippi has a law uh, that seeks to ban abortions after 15 weeks, and the issue was whether or not states are allowed to set uh, limits uh, on these kinds of things, and that's what the issue was yesterday before the Supreme Court. Uh, USA Today seems to think the uh, Supreme Court justices may actually be in favor of what Mississippi is trying to do, which would be huge. We've not had a pro state's right ruling on abortion in my lifetime, and I'm about to turn 40, as bad as I hate to say that. 
Uh, so this would be huge, and there's a lot of reaction. Uh, we actually have uh, on our website this morning at AFN.net, uh, Jody Brown and Billy and the other editors have kind of put together a compilation of various comments that the justices uh, made yesterday and some of the questions they had to say. I actually have some audio here. One of the things that people are really asking about or talking about today is this question from Justice Clarence Thomas. About 90 minutes into yesterday's two-hour arguments, Justice Clarence Thomas asked the Solicitor General for the United States, the pro-abortion attorney, where in the Constitution is the right to an abortion? Clip four. General, would you specifically tell me, uh, uh, specifically uh, state what the right is? Is it specifically abortion? Is it uh, liberty? Is it autonomy? Is it privacy? The right is grounded in the liberty component of the 14th Amendment, Justice Thomas, but I think that it promotes interests in autonomy, bodily integrity, liberty, and equality. And I do think that it is specifically the right to abortion here, the right of a woman to be able to control without the state forcing her to continue a pregnancy, whether to carry that baby to term. Anything stand out there? Do you... Yeah, uh, Clarence Thomas sounds like Lou Rawls. Uh, <laughs> got that deep voice going there. Huh? He ra- he doesn't deep. ask many questions. No. No, no he, he got that one in. Right. What do you think about what what he's talking about there, Ray? Well, it's exactly the right question. He wanted to know, where in the Constitution do you find a right to an abortion? Because obviously there is nothing in the Constitution, nothing in the text itself about abortion. In fact, you couldn't you couldn't even find anything remotely moving in that direction. So it's interesting that the the lady's answer was she referenced the Fourteenth Amendment and moved away from it mm-hmm. as quickly as possible because there's nothing in the text of the Fourteenth Amendment that has anything to do with abortion. Did you guys notice at the end she also said the baby? <clears throat> yes, she said the baby. She slipped up there because the pro-abortion side never wants to call it a baby because mm-hmm. that is. Uh, then you're admitting that what you're killing is a baby. Mm-hmm. That's just, and that doesn't, that's not good PR for their side on this. You know, here, here's, uh, for those who don't know, and I know most of our listeners understand this, should the U.S. Supreme Court agree with the state of Mississippi that they can ban abortion after 15 weeks? What that means, uh, folks, is and and uh, again, they're hearing the case now, but I, I'm not sure when they'll announce the decision. It will, will be February? by June. It could be before. Okay, okay. Anyway, it's usually four to five months or so after they have the hearing that they announce their decision. I'm not sure when it'll come down. Probably June. They issue a whole slew of them. I was thinking maybe February, but. What this will mean, should the uh, Supreme Court agree, as I said, with Mississippi's right to enact this law, is that abortion law will go back as a purview of the states. Mm -hmm. Uh, So each state, through their legislature, will be able to regulate abortion as their citizens see fit. That's the, the, so the left wingers in this country are they're gonna they're gonna be hysterical now that you've already seen it they're gonna say this 
you know, this is Handmaiden's Tale. This is, uh, you know, back to coat hangers and uh, women are not going to be able to have be able to control their bodies any longer in America. I mean, that's, those are the kind of things you're going to hear, you've already heard, mm-hmm. from the pro-abortion side who calls themselves pro-choice. Uh, that Those things are not true. Uh, it only means that uh, you that the states, again, through their duly elected legislators and their governors and so forth, Ray, will have the right to, as it was prior to 1973. Right. It would be a mistake to think that there's some kind of decision that's going to come down that's going to make abortion illegal in all 50 states. That wasn't even the case before 1973. If Roe v. Wade is overturned, it's going to do exactly what you said, Tim. We're going to go back to a pre-1973 standing in which Hawaii will make its law, Wisconsin will make its law, Mississippi its own, South Carolina, Vermont, and the laws will not be the same. Basically, this it will be a a situation in which there will be 50 different sets of laws, Mm -hmm. and the red states are going to have probably much more restrictive laws, places like New York and California. I don't think it'll be much change from the situation in those states as it is right now. One interesting thing about Mississippi um, is that, you know, oftentimes— That's all we got, Chris? One thing? Well, in this particular (laughs) case that I'm I'm going to share here— an interesting thing about Mississippi uh, is that oftentimes uh, people that are uh, pro-life tend to be labeled anti-women. Uh, uh, but in Mississippi's case, we have a female attorney general that is heavily involved in this case on behalf of Mississippi. She's the first woman to serve in the role as attorney general of Mississippi, actually the first Republican to do so since the late 1800s. So there is a female yeah. connection to what Mississippi is trying to do. That's here. always, again, the pro-abortion side. That's what they always say. This is anti-woman. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Half the country's women are pro-life. Right. Huh? right. So that's that's another misnomer yeah. that they use to promote their viewpoint. Uh, there's not unanimity among women in support of abortion rights or taking the life of an unborn baby. That's just most... Uh, probably over, I don't know what the stir- survey show, but I know, Ray, be at least half the country would, women would be pro-life, are right. pro-life. Are pro right. mm-hmm. and, and I think just in general, about half of the country, maybe a little bit more, they may not want a complete end to abortion, right. but they would like to see the right, uh, uh, much stronger limits be put on abortion here in America. That probably is the majority position of most people. There's, what, 20% who want it completely illegal, 20 yeah. 25% want it completely legal, and then you have the, the great mass of people in the middle, most of them would say, yes, there should be some curbs on abortion. So it's going to be, it's going to be very fascinating. Uh, wouldn't you like to be a fly on the wall when the justices get together? Because they do that in that, in that conference yeah. room when they get together to discuss everything that was said yesterday in public, I would think that'd be a, a lively yeah. discussion because people are saying it looks like, looks like there's a five to four majority. Right. I mean, Roberts is sort of, we don't know about him, but it looks like there's a five to four majority to uphold the Mississippi law, which is terrific. Well, and of course, President Trump, a pro-life president, appointed three justices and President Trump said when he was running for office, 
against Hillary Clinton, he was going to appoint pro-life justices. He didn't hide from that. He just said it straight up and straight out loud. And that's what he did. Now, whether they, you know, vote to reverse or to, or to yeah. support, rather, the uh, Mississippi state law, but President Trump did the best he could in promoting pro-life justices based on the information he had about the records of those who, who he promoted, namely Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, and Amy Coney Barrett. Barrett. We'll be back in, in about two minutes. What does the American Family Association stand for? AFA aims to evangelize the lost and disciple the believer. AFA aims to strengthen biblical marriages and equip parents to raise godly children. These values and more are part of our mission to inform, equip, and activate individuals to strengthen the moral foundations of our culture. We also support the church. We want to be a leading organization in biblical worldview training for cultural transformation. Thank you for standing with us. A vacation with a purpose. Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. That's what some of our folks have called our spiritual heritage tours, which we're going to be doing again in 2022. Let me tell you what we do. We go on a trip to Williamsburg, Jamestown, and Yorktown. We see early American history there. And then we go to Washington, D.C. and George Washington's Mount Vernon on a separate tour. We do these in June and September. They're perfect weather months in that part of the country. Stephen McDowell, who is a historian and author of America's Providential History, he will be our expert on the trip. So we'll have a historian joining us on these tours. It's going to be a wonderful time together in our nation's capital and in Colonial Williamsburg in 2022. June and September. If you want to go, go to the website spiritualheritagetours.com, spiritualheritagetours.com. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes. Stand by for news and commentary next. You need a university you can trust that offers a world-class education with the values, knowledge, and skills you need to succeed. That place is Liberty University, and now is the perfect time to start. This fall, Liberty celebrating 50 years of training champions for Christ, a mission that has not wavered since it opened in 1971. With more than 700 programs online and on campus, Liberty can help you turn your vision into a future you can be proud of. Text EXPLORE to the number 49596. That's explore to the 49596. The gunman opened fire just after lunch at Oxford High School in Michigan. Three students were killed, many others wounded, including a teacher. Tate Meyer was in the hallway when the shooting started. A 16-year-old, a linebacker, and tied in for the high school football team. While his classmates ran for cover, Tate tried to disarm the killer, a 15-year-old sophomore. It was an act of courage and bravery that would cost Tate his life. He was mortally wounded. A deputy sheriff found the boy bleeding to death in the hallway. He loaded the young hero into his squad car, but Tate died in the back seat. There is no doubt great evil in this world, and it was manifested in the act of the monster who killed those teenagers. But there is also great love in this world, and that was manifested in the life of Tate Meyer, a 16-year-old boy who laid down his life for his friends. I'm Todd Starnes. Beloved, we are now children of God, and what we will be has not yet been revealed. We know that when Christ appears, we will be like Him, for we will see Him as He is. And everyone who has this hope in Him purifies himself just as Christ is pure. 1 John 3, 2 and 3. American Family Radio. 
when you die, are you going to heaven or not? You can know for sure. Heaven or not. Dot net. This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the uh, program Today's Issues here on American Family Radio. Thanks for listening to AFR. If you're traveling and you don't have access to one of our radio stations, you can download the AFR app, which tens and tens and tens and tens of thousands of people have already done, and... um, Listen to American Family Radio anywhere you go, as long as you have high-speed internet. So uh, you don't have to miss any of the programs that you enjoy here on AFR. Chris Woodward's with me, Tim Wildman. Uh, we're in studio here in Tupelo, and in Kansas City, Kansas, is our good friend Dr. Ray Pritchard. Okay, we're about to talk about a big deal mm-hmm. that we that uh, AFA and AFR have just. Uh, entered into to impact politics and government. And uh, joining us in studio to talk about it is Rob Chambers. Good morning, Rob. Good morning, Tim. Rob, what's your title here? Uh, title for AFA Action is Executive Vice President for AFA Action. There's something. you got another title. Uh, for AFA, it's uh, Vice President for AFA with uh, Policy and Legislative Affairs. I knew that. Yes, sir. What's the acronym for that, Rob? That's a good question. Like seventeen letters. Yeah, isn't it? Huh? yeah. I'll have to. We'll have to. I come think up the with acronym's something. longer than the title. Yeah, right there. Yeah. Anyway, the point is that you <laughs> you do you you do uh, a lot of our work uh, work on behalf of our ministry with uh, government officials, politicians, right. candidates around the country. Yes, is that that's right from from okay. the federal, uh, state, and even local level in some instances. Right. Right. Okay. Now, um, introduce our, our our other guest, who's now part of our AFA yeah, family. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, in process of coming on board is uh, is uh, Debbie Wuth now. She's in uh, in in the great state of Texas, and uh, so Debbie Wuth now is is uh, president of I Voter Guide, which is in the process of becoming a division of AFA Action, and uh, she also serves as uh, as a vice president. Uh, of AFA action as well. So we're gr- glad to have you, uh, Debbie, here with us. Pleased to be here, Rob. Glad to join the AFA family. Uh, Debbie, thanks for joining us. Debbie's in Austin. And, uh, okay, so I wanted to explain what, what's going on here. Debbie, I Voter Guide, which many of our listeners have heard about because we promoted it, uh, I Voter Guide. What is iVoter Guide, Debbie, and how many people uh, have have used the? What is the service, and how many people have used the service? And we're gonna then we're gonna talk about the potential because what we're talking about, folks. What we're talking about, folks, could could really revolutionize uh, 
the involvement of especially conservative Christians in American mm -hmm. politics and government. Go ahead, Debbie. No, great question, Tim. So iVoterGuide is, uh, as the name implies, it's a voter guide. But the letter I, uh, we can say that it means it's internet-based. So it's an online tool for... What happened? See, I told you that guy after Jack Dorsey. Yeah. <laughs> I told you, it didn't take long. Well, I'll tell you. So she, uh, the I stands for, uh, we'll wait till we get Debbie back online, and uh, I stands for Internet. So basically the Voter Guide is an online voter resource where uh, people all across the country, all 50 states, can find out information about uh, federal and even statewide uh, elections in some cases. You back, Debbie? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, what happened? I have no idea. It looked fine from my end. They're on to us. Well, <laughs> it's we are under spiritual attack, and <laughs> um, but God is good. Amen. Amen. All right. So, Debbie. Um, yep. The the the, uh, the I voter guide and Rob just described it. This, folks, we're not. When you say voter guide, a lot of people go. I don't know. I don't know what those things are. Those are the ten survey questions that they send out to. Uh, I would say that this is not your mother's voter guide. That, that's what this I'm talking is, about. Um, it is an online tool, and it is personalized to each user. And um, they enter their address, and they see every candidate on their personalized ballot, but it's not their positions on issues. It is their um, who they gave money to, who received money from them, who uh, what kind of scorecards have they gotten. And most importantly, we evaluate each candidate. Nobody has ever done that before, to give voters a really easy side-by-side -side comparison of which candidate is more conservative or more liberal in an easy to compare a, a gauge really on the on the ballot their personalized ballot. So how do you rate them? What are, what's the rankings? What is it from where? We rate them. It's a seven. It's a seven point scale from very conservative to very liberal. But we look at all the issues. It's not just a pro life voter guide or a social issue voter guide or a fiscal. It's it's all conservative issues, social and fiscal, with a prediction of if these people get into office, how are we projecting they will vote? Um, Okay. You know, or or pass what laws will they support and pass type of thing? How many people? How long has this been around, and how many people have used it? We've been around since two thousand and uh, actually two thousand and eight in Texas. After the twenty ten elections, um, our founder Richard Ford realized that Texas was doing okay, but the rest of the nation need help needed help. We've been nationwide ever since, covering federal candidates in every state, and then a select number of states where we went down to the state legislature. Um, in twenty twenty, that was twenty one states where we went down to state legislature, and we were used by three point five million voters that is that's wow mm -hmm. about three that's absolutely huh yeah and now yeah. But, but, but what we've done here at american family association we have now merged with our voter guide officially so uh, our voter guide is coming under the, <laughs> the umbrella so to speak of afa but it's not going to change its name mm -hmm. or its mission because there's no need to do something like that people already know it as i voter guide but I wanted people to be aware of this because what we're talking about is moving not just from the presidential level or the governor's level. We're talking about state legislative level. Right, mm -hmm. Rob? That's right. We're, we're talking about 
potentially even school board type. Yeah, I mean, so what what Debbie and uh, the I Voter Guide team uh, there in in Texas have done, and now nationally, is uh, is pretty incredible. And uh, what by bringing uh, AFA Action, uh, excuse me, I Voter Guide un, as a division of AFA Action, now what we're seeking to do and in, in working with a Debbie and and uh, the already existing great team they already have in place is to expand that beyond the twenty one states that Debbie just mentioned and expanding that to to even um, nearly th- probably three quarters of the states uh, all statewide races in the midterm election and then all 50 states for statewide election in 2024 all right let me tell you folks uh, this involves a lot of work okay again this isn't a voter guide that you send out to a candidate where they just check off something that says do i support the second amendment yes mm-hmm are you pro-life? Yes. And they send it in. Oftentimes, uh, some staffer sends it in, and oftentimes they lie. But they wouldn't do that, Tim. That happens with politicians, Rob. I can show you examples if you'd like me to. You're a little naive. But they told you know, me in the I ads think, they care uh, about me. Uh, they did? Well, <laughs> here's the point. Yeah. The point is this is a deep dive. Mm-hmm. And 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 when you find out where the politicians get their money from, That's and then right. you put it on the internet, here's where they get their money from. They're saying one thing, but they get their money from a group that d- does the other. Those are the kind of things that are exposed and documented mm-hmm. with the work that goes on with the I Voter guys. What we're talking about here. So this is very comprehensive, very sophisticated. Mm-hmm. I know Rob, you and Debbie, when you go to evaluate candidates. I know, Rob, you and Buddy Smith, who does that for us, you have to shut the door, and you're in there for two or three hours. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you're talking to three of other people who are making sure you got all your information right, your documentation right, mm-hmm. making sure you're fair right, right. to the candidates. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted people to know we're, we're, we are we are uh, – this only goes to prove further that AFA and AFR, uh, we want to impact politics and government for righteousness sake, down to even the state level. Yeah, and right? even even as, uh, as Debbie might could share a little bit uh, in the past, even uh, school boards, you know, that's one, one direction oh, that, yeah. that it's going. And maybe uh, Debbie could share with us a little bit, really, Debbie, if you wouldn't mind sharing about the, you know, what all is involved. Like how many people are we talking about when we talk about evaluating candidates, not into the number of candidates themselves, but the number of people that are involved from from conducting the research to the panelists that are uh, taking that information? Like, what, what kind of people are we talking about? What numbers of people? All right. So Debbie, she's... you there? All right. Debbie fell off again. Well, so well, anyway, so, well, fell off the I'll, wagon. I'll, yeah, well, I'm not going to say that, but anyway. <laughs> it is Texas. <laughs> it, is, it is bigger in Texas. So anyway, tell so, you, just tell people where yeah, to go so, well, there, to find out more are, information. Yeah, you can go to afaaction.net and you can click on there. Uh, you'll see iVoter Guide. It'll be clear there on the uh, on the webpage, afaaction.net. And uh, what I, what Debbie was asking Debbie to comment on is is how many people are actually involved in this process of evaluating candidates. Look, it requires about forty. Are you there, Debbie? I'm here. Can you hear me? We can hear you now. Yeah, can, tell well, us a little we, bit. About, uh, tell us about. We have about we have about forty and probably moving up to 50 or 60 internal staff members who do the, the deep dive research. And then we also have hundreds and actually we need over a thousand volunteer conservative people who do um, help us with that. 
And they are our panelists that that look at all the data that we gather, campaign finance, survey answers, endorsements, scorecards. And they uh, read through the candidate's website and they read through their social media feeds. And we've trained them in what to look for. And they assign an evaluation to this candidate from very liberal to very conservative. And then that, that time where Rob closes the door, we have panel meetings. We meet together online because um, everybody does this from their ho- their own home. And they discuss each and every candidate to talk about, you know, what is their pro-life position? What is their Second Amendment position? And then to come up with that evaluation of where do they stand overall? So. Uh, we're going to we had about 650 panelists in 2020 we're going to need about 1200 of them if possible in 2022 if you are interested in serving as one of those if i can give a little pitch and you go to ivoterguide.com click on the act menu and scroll down and click on volunteer as a panelist we need you to help us research your state level candidates and potentially even your local candidates you don't have because to tra- that's what you, it you don't, upon. to do this you don't have to travel anywhere right nope it's, it's done from your the, own home and your own computer nice. yeah, your computer if you maybe get on a phone conference with two or three other like-minded people who are doing the same thing you're doing this is how this works so if people are listening and they're interested uh, in being involved, uh, again, it's a volunteer situation, folks, uh, but it's uh, significant work to the future of our country. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the panelists are volunteers, but the, the researchers and uh, the, the 30, 40, 50 researchers and other staff of that voter guide, you know, that's not free. No, they know? get they get paid. They get paid, and it's, so it's work. Yeah, if people would like to contribute, uh, I would say go to uh, iVoterGuide, or you can go to okay. afaaction.net and contribute. Okay. So iVoterGuide dot what? iVoterGuide.com and click on the Act menu in the top bar, and then look for Volunteers a Panelist. It's only ten to twelve hours of your time, but yet you can have a huge impact. Amen. Hey, Debbie, thank you so much, and we look forward to many years of working with you. Uh, Thanks, Tim. Thank Glad you. to be here. Good to talk to you, Rob. Yes, right. ma'am. You too. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Tim. Keep us posted. Yes, sir. You're listening to today's issues on American Family Radio. Chris, back to the news desk. Yeah, a big story that has kind of gotten lost in the shuffle for the last uh, couple of days, due in part to the uh, Supreme Court proceedings that we talked about earlier in the program. Um, earlier this week, we had a Louisiana federal judge block uh, Joe Biden's mandate for healthcare workers to get COVID shots. This is one of several rulings against Biden's effort to get healthcare workers and other people. Uh, no, not to get them, to force them. To force them. Thank you very much. Uh, this one, unlike some of the other rulings, though, is a nationwide uh, you know type uh, ruling here. And I spoke with uh, Liz Merle. She's the Solicitor General for Louisiana, uh, and she talked about the uh, the ruling. Clip ten. The ruling does, in fact, block the federal government from enforcing its mandate against states or the providers who are um, contracted with states or the federal government in the Medicare and Medicaid programs to protect those people's jobs. Um, and and they can now breathe a little easier um, as, uh, because they were fearful of losing their jobs by the end of the week. Now, prior to that, we had the ruling um, that affects 10 states, and that was brought by the attorneys general of Missouri and Arkansas and Iowa. Has some Biden other states. went anywhere with the mandates? It seemed like to me they're all being struck down by the federal court system. Yeah, I can't think of anything comparable to this that was in his favor off the top of my head. Right? The mandates are 
They're not just unconstitutional, they're un-American, which is why people across the political spectrum are rising up. We understand the hardcore left and the... (laughs) And the branch COVIDians, okay, those people who are just into this, they're in favor of the mandate, but they're a, they're a minority of people now, which is why you've got guys, you had judges, not just in red states, but you've got some judges in blue states who are saying, whoa, slow down before you put this mandate in place. Prove to us that you actually have the authority to do that. And um, I think it's a great example, guys, of the checks and balances built into our system that uh, Biden and his people thought they could just, they could get away with a nationwide mandate. And uh, the courts, led by a lot of courageous judges, are fighting back. And something, uh, too, to point out is uh, this judge, the one in Louisiana, uh, whose name is Judge Terry Doty, if I said that correctly. He was nominated by Donald Trump. Uh, The judge in the St. Louis area, federal judge, is Matthew Shelp. He, too, was nominated by Donald Trump. People always say elections matter. Elections have consequences. Uh, These were two people that were nominated by Donald Trump, and we just came out of a discussion about the importance of elections. One of the reasons people vote is to not just get that office holder, but to get people in positions. Listen, had Donald Trump not been elected president and beaten Hillary Clinton, the country would be lost. I don't know how else to say it. I'm talking about almost... It would have been a fatal blow mm. because of the federal courts and the Supreme Court. Hillary Clinton would have nominated far left-wing judges all over the country. You come on eight years of Obama, and then you tack on four years of Hillary Clinton. And keep in mind, the president, whoever he or she is, appoints all the federal judges. Mm-hmm. Now, some of them aren't confirmed, but that's rare. Ray, it would have been, had President Trump not won, it would have been, I mean, I don't know how else to say it. Well, look, suppose you give Hillary Clinton those three vacancies. Trump gave us Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, and Amy Coney Barrett. By the way, God bless him and his team for getting her in just under the wire before the election. You give those same three open spots to Hillary Clinton, she's not going to name a conservative. She's not going to name a moderate. She's going to name far, far left people. Whole The whole legal landscape in America would be different. Oh, yeah. The Supreme Court would be voting 7 to 2, or 8, mm-hmm. eight to 1, 9. Uh, well, no, you can count on Alito and Clarence Thomas. Those are the right. stalwart conservatives there. But otherwise, it would have been 7 to 2 on, on everything right. had Hillary Clinton got her. Got her if she would have been the one to appoint those three Supreme Court justices. So, uh, anyway, Biden is not winning anywhere in the federal court system with his mandates, uh, with his COVID shot mandates. And uh, so we'll see where this goes now. But I guess he's he's doubling down mm-hmm. with this. What's the new uh, variant called? Omicron. He calls yeah. it Omnicron. Uh, there's no N. <laughs> or, well, there's or, one N at the end, but not the one in the middle that he was using. It's called or, or Omicron. It does. You know, there's a couple of different pronunciations, and he doesn't get either. The variant of them. is what I call it. The variant, right? Oh, oh. Omicron. Okay. Where it's does Greek, that come? It's a Greek, where, it's where, a Greek where letter. It? Okay. It's, it's in the Greek alphabet. 
Then they skipped two. They skipped two letters to get the Omicron. They right? appeared in season two of the Transformers cartoons back in the <laughs> early 1980s. It just sounds like a ride at Epcot. It does. Huh? Some people have pointed out that if you unscramble it, it says moronic. I'm just sharing what I've seen on social media. As a matter of fact, that's true. But by the way, how many variants? How many variants have we had? Well, all we can say is. We were hearing for a long time about Delta, which basically Delta equals D in the Greek alphabet. You got to go a great many letters in between to finally get to Omicron. Uh, A a fact we've been talking about, Omicron is not the last variant of this virus. There will be others, right? Right. Sure. That's what it sounds like to me. I think our our world now may be dealing with this like like the flu. Mm -hmm. I think so. Always- in which case, the vaccine shots are not vaccines at all. They're they're basically like the flu shot. Yes, they're the flu shot. Not saying that they're totally ineffective, but they right. they're very limited in their effectiveness now. We talked about this before with the new variants that are coming along. And that's why, uh, you know, Biden yesterday was it yesterday. He's promoting. They sent you know, Biden ran on the on that President Trump was responsible for all the deaths. Mm-hmm. I'm not exaggerating this. Do we have that? We had it yesterday. Uh, can we access what we had yesterday? Adam, see if you can find Biden t- as a candidate. I think it might have been clip twelve. Talking, well, you got a good memory. That's good. Yeah, I had my Omicron today. <laughs> Actually, I sh- I did not. I do not the have morning. the variant. <laughs> two in the morning. Yeah. Is that like a vitamin? Yeah, it's yeah. It comes in a bottle. Anyway. Good luck finding it though, because of the supply chain. That's right. It, it's out. They don't have Biden, it in Walmart. Biden was blaming President Trump, you know, for all the deaths from COVID. Remember that? And right. uh, and now Biden gets into office, and there's been more deaths attributed to COVID on his watch than there were when President Trump was in office. And Biden has the benefit of the uh, vaccines, the shots, all right? And he has the benefit of a lot of more treatment knowledge uh, on how to treat this, right? So, uh, but here's what they're going to, but what I mean double down is, it's kind of like here we go again with the Democrats. They're going to try to impose restrictions and mandates and double mask and goggles and uh, I don't know right, right what all. They, but I just don't know if if even people in blue states are ready to ready to do this kind of thing every time a, a variant comes along. Which, by the way. According to officials in South Africa, this variant of COVID, obviously it's real, but it's very mild in terms of its impact on somebody's health. Evidently. I mean, it's so early, Tim. Right. They only discovered it a few weeks ago, and it was here and there, evidently, first in South Africa, but they don't know. Right. It looks, True. Could it, have been it, somewhere else. Right. It looks like it's very transmissible, but very mild. Uh, symptoms so far. So why are we shutting down travel from seven different South African countries? And why is the world going, we're not in lockdown. I understand that we're we're not there, but, but, you know, trending toward that. 
Why, when we don't even have enough information to know how dangerous this variant is? Nobody knows what the vaccines yet will do against this variant. Right, and which is kind of another point uh, that we've talked about here before. Did you have an alert you wanted to talk about, Chris? We do have that audio, Adam. Yeah, it begins okay, what with... Are we, what are we about to hear We're going to hear Sean Hannity bringing it up that Biden said he had a plan and that Trump should resign is this over when, a certain Is this when Biden was a candidate? Yes. For president. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he, he's got he's going to seize up on COVID to go after Trump, blame it all on Trump, right? That's Correct. What, yeah, that, to, Hannity sets up the clip and then okay, he, gotcha. he plays a bit so, of audio. All right, let's hear that. On the campaign trail, Joe promised to, quote, shut down the virus, not the country. Really? But tonight, more Americans, we can report, sadly, have died from COVID-19 under Joe Biden's watch in 2021 than under Donald Trump in 2020. More than 350,000 Americans have died from the virus since Joe's inauguration day. Now, according to Biden himself, circa 2020, he, based on his own definition, should now resign in a complete disgrace. 220,000 Americans dead. If you hear nothing else I say tonight, hear this. Anyone who's responsible for not taking control, in fact, not saying I'm, I take no responsibility initially, anyone who's responsible for that many deaths should not remain as president of the United States of America. Based on Joe's statement, he should not remain the president of the United States. Okay, 350,000. You know what? Uh, I don't blame. I don't think anybody does. It's not fair to blame right. the, de- the deaths on Trump. It's not fair to blame COVID deaths on Biden. Right. It's not. Uh, now, there are policies you could criticize and everything, but the virus is doing what the virus does. Right, Ray? It's a virus. It's, it's going to do. The vi- virus is going to do what it's going right. to do. But but the, that's not on Trump or Biden right. either one. But but when you have but where I'm critical, Biden does blame Trump for the deaths. Oh yeah, that, right. For political purposes, so that he could try to win voters over. Vote for me, I'll shut down the virus. But as it turns down, Biden ch- can't shut down squat. Okay, he can't shut down anything, and ever. And, but he tries to act like he's mm-hmm. some kind of superhero right. Right. on this deal. Uh, we'll be back momentarily. Stay with us. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.